that really tips the scales. <laughs> oh, lizard jokes. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. So, <laughs> hello, and welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will be fixing a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan. Say hi to everybody. Hello. And with us today, special guest, David Rosen from the Piecing It Together podcast. Say hi to everybody, David. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I have an Should I say yay, there. too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel left out. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the 35th film featuring Gorilla Whale, <laughs> which in Japanese, Gojira or Godzilla. Yeah. And the third one in the legendary Monsterverse. This week, we will be fixing Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Trailer! Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. Like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. You are out of your goddamn mind. I am sorry, but this is the only way. Okay, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is directed by Michael Doherty and written by Michael Doherty, Jack Shields, and Max Borenstein. It is a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla, as well as Kong Skull Island. Originally, this film was greenlit with the original director of the 2014 film, Gareth Edwards. Hmm. Yeah, but Edwards left the project in 2016, and Doherty was hired to rewrite the script and direct. Michael Doherty, director of... Trick or Treat, and Krampus. Oh. Anybody like those ones? Anybody like those movies? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. You made me watch <laughs> a scene from Krampus once. That's, ah, okay. that's all I have, is you made me watch one scene. I enjoyed it. Merry Christmas, Mother. 
I'm just trying to figure out, does that count as a good review if you like one scene but didn't watch any of the rest of it? It was a great scene. <laughs> I like Michael Doherty as a director of these smaller things, like these holiday theme horror movies. That's a very specific genre. I think he was I guess, it's a very <laughs> little specific. Like I'm 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 waiting for his next movie like Like a zombie Easter bunny. Like it's <laughs> Exactly. So Gareth Edwards, are you a fan of Gareth Edwards' 2014 Godzilla? David? I am not. Uh, I've been pretty vocal on like Twitter and all that stuff about it. I I really found that movie to be just uh, just annoying and exhausting, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 that movie bugs me a lot. So no, I am not. How about you, Lady One? I didn't see it. Ooh, but you didn't miss much. No, because <laughs> you have, however, seen many other Godzilla movies. Uh, why don't you talk about your history with those Godzilla movies? The difficult thing to explain is that I don't know the name of any of the Godzilla movies that I watched as a child because we didn't like buy them. They were like tapes that had labels that my mom wrote on them. I don't know what they were. I don't know the titles of these movies. They were like recorded from somebody else's VCR, you know, like those really fancy people who had like two VCRs so they could record Ooh. tapes. Yeah. We weren't them, but we knew some of them. And there was like a movie crossed out and then the new movie that yeah. was taped over it written uh -huh. underneath. Totally. It sounds like my childhood quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. Did you have a, a favorite? Did you have a favorite of the Toho monsters, the kaiju? So my favorite was always Mothra and Rodan. Like I liked the ones with wings. Those were the best ones. Like as kids, we decided those were girls because they had wings and the boys were the ones that walked. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Well, women are fl flighty. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> uh, how about you, David? Did you grow up with uh, Godzilla films, and what's your relationship with those? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of in the same way, I don't recall which movies were which or anything like that, mm -hmm. but there was always Godzilla around. My mom is a big Godzilla fan, and she had, like, Godzilla figures all over the house mm -hmm. and, like, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I remember watching Godzilla movies, but I certainly don't remember which ones are which or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of the character, though. I we mm -hmm. Actually, we just did a, uh, a top 10 movie monsters thing on Piecing It Together, and, and I, uh -huh. mentioned, I mentioned on it that like I'm a fan of Godzilla the character but not so much the movies there's no yeah. particular Godzilla movie that stands out as like one of my favorite movies or anything it's just mm -hmm. I love that there's someone named Godzilla that's <laughs> you know yes <laughs> gorilla whale yes that's right <laughs> I love it um I just snorted um <laughs> I'm leaving it in that was the mating call of the gorilla whale <laughs> I don't have such a relationship with Godzilla movies. I didn't watch too many of them when I was a kid. I remember them being on TV, but I didn't really have like a family that was like, let's all sit down and watch Godzilla now. You make my family sound so weird. In my family, it was like Three Stooges or stupid. We love Three Stooges. Stupid, too. stupid comedy, stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I did see 1998's Godzilla, you know, in the midst of the Roland Emmerich versus Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> summer blockbuster heyday. I remember that movie being terrible, but still, those Roland Emmerich movies still always managed to be pretty fun, even if mm -hmm. they were awful. Uh, and I do remember seeing the 2014 Godzilla as well, which I think for being kind of a misfire, I think it's gorgeous to look at uh, more than this movie, actually. I think Gareth Edwards 
can direct absolutely beautiful films and he's he's very good with scale and I thought that was apparent in both 2014's Godzilla and uh, Rogue One and his directorial debut monsters so i think he's a fantastic director i actually wish he had stayed on for this one uh you you probably think differently david but uh, <laughs> i i actually you know what i would have rather um is uh jordan vote roberts i think that's how you uh pronounce his name yeah the director of kong skull island yeah i'd have rather him and with larry fong as cin- mm. cinematographer again I'd yeah rather that team continued this whole monster verse thing yeah there certainly seems to be a little bit of influence between both of those movies yes on this one they uh, they both kind of yeah. look like instagram filter movies yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> whereas kong skull island i think used that to awesome effect i thought this one is when like you start putting too many filters on top of it and it just starts looking like muddy trash mm-hmm. <laughs> i actually think this movie looks like watching a movie through a dirty piece of glass <laughs> that's what i kind of think this movie looks like from a, a visual perspective but anyway uh let's get into the stars this film stars kyle chandler who i think is the only one actually giving a shit like trying really hard i feel like kyle chandler is trying so hard to like legitimize the words coming out of his mouth mm-hmm. he means it it also stars vera uh farmiga who i think is not trying at all to uh, really sell the words coming out of her mouth. Also stars uh, Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things fame, Bradley Whitford, uh, Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, Thomas Middleditch, Aisha Hines, O'Shea Jackson Jr., David Strathairn, Ken Watanabe, and Zhang Ziyi. What was your theater-going experience, Lady One, when you went to see this one? How was the crowd? So I went to a Saturday afternoon in the IMAX, and it was like a third full. Right. I was not expecting that. You were expecting it to be packed? Yeah, I was expecting way more. And there were empty seats everywhere. Like, I mean, I know it was the middle of the day and it's summer, but it's hot as hell outside. You need a break. Yeah, David, how, how about you? How was your theater going experience? Yeah, it was it was fairly empty and pretty quiet. Uh, there There was not much like cheering or reaction a little bit of laughter Mm -hmm. here and there but it was pretty quiet i got my tickets you know on the you know amc a list and i had two seats right there in a perfect row in the in the middle nobody was in the whole theater really like it was very empty as well and this was like opening night like preview night and in walks family of four in my row right next to me all of them holding those giant cardboard trays loaded with food <laughs> the entire movie i had to hear oh <laughs> then then they all shifted a seat to leave a seat between me and one guy and mm-hmm. they all used that seat as their garbage seat <laughs> nice so next to me was like trash. four piled high trashes <laughs> trash that smelled like fried food and old cheese <laughs> Aww. It's terrible. <laughs> but uh, I did run into James from Pop Cult Net. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was there. Uh, I ran into him, and in the elevator, we both mentioned the same thing. We both got the same vibe from it as we got from uh, Game of Thrones, The Battle of Winterfell, mm-hmm. where we're sure it was epic, but we couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We both thought of the same reference. So it seems like all of us are on the fence about it a little. I think Lady One liked it a lot, right? <laughs> I had fun. I'm not going to say it was good, but I all right, had all right. fun. <laughs> well, that's what we thought about it. We went and saw it. 
how that audience is. Did they go and see it? Lady Juan, why don't you give us the fresh hot stats? So Godzilla was king of the box office this weekend. Ooh. But he did fall <laughs> short of studio expectations. They mm. thought the movie was going to make 50 to 55, maybe more. And it's hovering right around 49 million domestic right now, <laughs> plus another 130 million overseas. But it did make more its first weekend than the 1998 Godzilla. That one was 44 million. This one's 49 million. But, you know, that was Ad- like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the 2014 Godzilla movie opened to 93 million. So Ooh, this is not more. exactly keeping up, especially yeah. with its 130 70 million dollar production budget yeah. this is not trending the way the monster verse wants Mm-mm. Mm-mm. they're lucky that uh kong vs. Uh, godzilla is already shot right <laughs> is that one uh, jordan vote roberts that is oh, adam wingard oh adam wingard who directed the netflix death note and the blair mm-hmm. witch remake interesting we'll see what we get there hopefully he stops using the instagram aesthetic <laughs> All right, so again, we said that we're kind of uh, mm-hmm. on the fence about it. How about the tomatoes? How about the tomatoes, Lady One? Did the audiences like it? <laughs> well, it's tough to say. So this movie is 39% rotten from critics. Mm-hmm. But Oof. it has a pretty high audience score. It's 87% on the popcorn rating. 87 that's way higher yeah, yeah i think people who are going to see it know what they're going to see which is a big dumb monster movie Monsters. and you can totally count me in that 87 percent. i was like yeah it was fun <laughs> <laughs> like it was all good to me if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all jc all right. <laughs> all right so let me go ahead and give a quick plot summary i'm gonna read it from movie pooper he wipes away the excess every time it's still gross <laughs> I. <laughs> we don't even know who this movie pooper is we just like his short descriptions i wasn't sure if you were just making up that name when i listen no. to your shows oh, no it's, it's real <laughs> movie pooper movie pooper.com what is it kool-aid holiday one pinch summary which is really, really <laughs> yeah. gross especially gross okay missing you kool-aid okay godzilla king of the monsters here is the movie pooper here we go monarch is keeping watch over 17 different titan creatures most of whom are in hibernation one of their scientists emma russell is working on an orca device which can to some degree control the creatures when eco-terrorists attack the base she is on she and her daughter madison are kidnapped her estranged husband works with monarch to try and stop terrorists who are using her device to release the monsters Emma turns out to be working with the terrorists. She believes that humanity is a plague on the earth and that by releasing the creatures gradually, one at a time, they can cull mankind's overpopulation. Also, the creatures cause nature to grow at a hyper-accelerated rate, so their presence will ultimately regenerate the earth. She helps the terrorists release King Ghidorah, who fights Godzilla. In an attempt to destroy the monsters, the military launches a new weapon, the Oxygen Destroyer. This apparently kills Godzilla, but King Ghidorah arrives. He goes on to call all the other creatures, waking them all simultaneously. They go on a rampage, causing catastrophic damage throughout the world and threatening to destroy humanity. Monarch discovers that Godzilla is not dead, but resting and regenerating in a radioactive hotspot underground. However, the process could take years too late to help humanity. So Monarch delivers a nuclear weapon to supercharge Godzilla with radioactivity, helping him recover. Dr. Sarazawa personally plants the nuke, telling Godzilla, goodbye, old friend, before detonating it. <laughs> is I that sad? It. Is that sad, Lady <laughs> It's a callback. 
He kind of is an old friend. Dr. Sarazawa. Dr. Sarazawa is the name of the doctor in the old Godzilla King Mm -hmm. of the Monsters movie. So, yeah. I love it. Aw. (laughs) Sarazawa. In Detroit, Madison (laughs) escapes the terrorists with the Orca device and activates it. All the monsters head for the city, including the recovered Godzilla. Godzilla and Mothra engage in a huge battle with Ghidorah and Rodan. Godzilla ultimately triumphs, releasing huge energy blasts, which kill Ghidorah as Mothra kills Rodan. The other monsters arrive and bow down to Godzilla, accepting him as their alpha leader, the king of the monsters. Godzilla bellows triumphantly, and the movie ends. Can you give me a quick, in Boston? Because it's not in Detroit. Oh, Pooper? What the? <laughs> Just give me a yeah. quick in Boston. I'll drop it in. It's literally in Fenway. Yeah, pooper. I know. We're, we might have to not use movie pooper <laughs> well, anymore. No. This this is outrageous. <laughs> it's literally Fenway, like the most iconic. And then it zooms in on a statue of Paul Revere, like near the end. Yeah, like, exactly. It's so Boston. Ridiculous. Detroit, it would, it would already look destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a lot of people work on a movie, especially a movie like this. Why don't we give them their due? Let's say something that we liked about this movie. Why don't you go first, Lady Wan? I have such an emotional connection to this character that literally every time Godzilla roared in my seat, I was like, yeah, and I like threw my arms up in the air. I was just so happy to have the character back again. And it was just so perfect, like completely unchanged. I loved it. I love that roar. Aww. All right, David. One thing, because there's plenty that I liked about the movie, but I think the uh, the thing that I liked the most is King Ghidorah. Ooh. He's just so cool. I mean, he kind of made me, you know, made eight-year-old me super excited. <laughs> 38 right now, but, <laughs> but uh, he is just so damn cool. And just like, and I, I love that he kind of had a little bit of a sense of humor to him too. Uh, where, you know, mm-hmm. he'd be like kind of his head snapping at each other and stuff like that. <laughs> there was just like a lot of little touches they put to it that really, I just really loved it. Cool. Yeah. They totally gave a three-headed space dragon personality. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. I, I actually felt I was sad when, when Mothra died. I was like, no. <laughs> so I, yeah, I somehow felt for the beast too. They Every good thing about the beast is, is everything that's bad about the people. <laughs> the people, I'm like, I wanted way more of those people to die in this movie. <laughs> I was like, why are they all still alive? Uh, like only one of them really gets gets killed by a stomped by a by a creature gets stomped it's true then, yeah there's yeah. very little human death like yeah, that's actually by, visible by any of the nine main characters yeah well what did you like about this movie jc i did love all of the creature design mm-hmm. kind of along with lady one i loved the sound design yeah i thought the roars the, the godzilla roar was spot on and also so i loved his his recharge sound Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when that started charging up i was like Ooh! i got all giddy it was it was cool it was very very cool some of the shots when you could see them were pretty epic in scope oh there's like a plate uh, never changed i loved that they went into that like ancient underground layer of godzillas mm-hmm. uh, i loved seeing watanabe ken walking up those steps yeah that was one of my favorite sequences in, in the whole film. That was um, very cool. I love those kind of like mystical bonkers moments in, in movies. And I, I really yeah. liked that. Uh, I loved that they recharged him with, with a nuke. It's <laughs> like, like, this is great. Like this is this is my favorite part. Like this is, this, 
this part makes sense. This is cool. <laughs> let's stop talking about things we liked and let's talk about things that we would fix. Yeah. What do you say that we fix this movie? What do you say, guys? Okay. Let's do it. Woo! All right. <laughs> Lady One, you know you're first. Why don't you lay on us? A fix. My first fix is actually to change a bit of casting. Oh, Matt Damon. <laughs> Every movie needs Matt Damon. <laughs> Just straight up, like, prove me wrong. Like, I'll wait. Which monster is Matt Damon? Gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> he is a titan. I mean, we do end this movie in Boston. It would be appropriate. And he's like, Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? How about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I'm sorry I, I brought us it. down this path. So the characters in particular I'm talking about are Dr. Rick Stanton, who is played by Bradley Whitford, uh-huh. and then Sam Coleman, who is played by Thomas Middleditch. So I like those two actors. I find them very funny in very different ways. But the Bradley Whitford character is making jokes that like do not make sense for a 60 year old man to be making <laughs> at, at one point he says he don't doesn't want to get near the nuclear bombs because i want to have kids someday and preferably without flippers you're no you're not having kids this, no, this ship like, has sailed not without the help of extra strength cialis <laughs> like that's such an odd joke for him to be making like i don't know they just they didn't feel right for him and then yeah. sam coleman is Thomas Middleditch's character. He's supposed to be the head of technology for Monarch. No, I'm not believing it. He doesn't have like any sort of like authority with anyone at any point in the movie. He doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. in charge of anything. No. He did grow a beard though. So I he mean, did. That, that that, now he's in charge. Now we can take him seriously. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to switch those two. Like keep them both in the movie, but have Thomas Middleditch play Dr. Rick Stanton, who's making just weird quips all through the movie. And Bradley Whitworth can be Sam Coleman, who's in charge of the technology at this company. Like, he should be running things in a better way. Like, I want him making jokes with Congress in the weird hearing. Like, it just, oh, yeah. it suits both of those characters if we just swap that casting. I like it. I'm into it. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I think that Middleditch should get out and let Whitford in. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, special guest, David Rosen, why don't you lay on us your first fix? So I know uh, the the opinion of the 2014 Godzilla is pretty split down the middle, whether or not Mm -hmm. there is uh, not enough monsters or just the right amount, because that's what these movies are supposed to be about, is Mm -hmm. the politics and the this and the that. Um, I fall on the side of, I went to see a freaking Godzilla movie, and (laughs) there's five minutes of monsters in the whole movie. Um, That being said, they did fix that 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 ratio quite a bit in this movie mm-hmm. but i wish it was a lot lot more yeah. and I, I find it really strange because i see a lot of reviews out there talking about how this movie is nothing but monsters for two hours and they've totally fixed everything we complained about and i'm like did these people watch a different movie than me <laughs> there's I, I i think it was about a two hour runtime. i mm-hmm. would guess maybe 40 minutes of monsters and that's really stretching it yeah. I think it was more like 30 tops. You know, we, we've talked a little bit through the episode about the monsters mm-hmm. look really cool. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, a few good, you know, monster destruction scenes and whatnot. But 
absolutely the humans are still the problem. Yeah. There, there are too little, many. Yeah, there's too many. Um, there, there, nobody really gets a chance to be anything worthwhile. I mm. honestly, not until about halfway through the movie, did I realize that uh, most of these characters weren't even in the last one. I was, <laughs> I was like, because they introduce them as if they're characters we already know, you know, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I, I don't think any of these people were in the last movie, you know? Yeah. And because there's, like, no backstory, the, the characters are still just total, uh, just fodder for, you know, to be around destruction and yeah. yell and stuff. That's mm -hmm. really it. So, yeah, I, I, I would focus more on on more monsters and uh, at least the characters that you are really have to have. Try to make them more interesting. Which 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 ones would you keep especially? You gotta have Bradley Whitford because he's Bradley Whitford. <laughs> I I also you know what you know what I really liked. Um, I love O'Shea Jackson Jr. and yeah. I think it's hilarious. I, I actually wrote down in my notes. It seems like he's in multiple places at once, and I think <laughs> I have a fan theory that he is actually playing multiple characters. <laughs> he's different soldiers that. in different cities. I, I think that's happening. So I would I would put him in even more cities. He's he's just everywhere as a soldier, everywhere. Um, and of course, you have to have Ken Watanabe. I mean, yes. he's you know he's the only one that I think was in the last movie. Yeah, you only needed like five max to follow, but instead, there's a ton of people, and nobody gets killed. <laughs> that's the whole point of having like twelve people in the main cast is you got to kill a bunch of them. Even Ken Watanabe kills himself. Yeah. So it's like yeah. nobody's killed by monsters. Just just poor Sally, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins gets yeah. stomped. Which I missed. She's either getting grounded by a monster or getting pounded by a monster. <laughs> <laughs> JC, what's your first fix? So Godzilla, the original Godzilla, was playing to modern fear, that whole uh, atomic age Mm -hmm. Fear, the fear of of nuclear weapons. This was post uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So Godzilla is a nuclear creature or a creature awakened by nuclear power. Mm -hmm. So I wanted this movie to also play off of a modern fear. And it starts to do that a little bit. Yeah. And then it abandons it for a space alien. <laughs> so I figured out a way to make those two things work. Okay. So Dr. Emma Russell's whole thing is she thinks that human beings are like a plague on the planet, mm -hmm. causing so much trouble, and that the Earth essentially needs a reset that these monsters are going to provide, which is actually interestingly in line with original producer Shogo Tomiyaga talked about Godzilla in terms of Shinto. He said that Godzilla lacks moral agency and cannot be held to human standards of good and evil. He totally destroys everything and then there is rebirth. Something new and fresh can begin. Mm -hmm. So that also kind of plays into Dr. Emma Russell's ideology. So I think instead that these creatures should be returning because of global warming, mm -hmm. things are melting, the earth is getting warmer, the oceans are getting warmer, and these creatures are starting to emerge from the places uh, where they've been hiding for all of these years. You know, playing on that whole fear of global warming that we have now, that fits in line with that. So we don't necessarily need Dr. Emma Russell anymore. Maybe she loves it. Maybe that's her whole thing. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Ghidorah to be another frozen titan on the planet already so that we can mm -hmm. be like, why isn't our Orca device working? Oh, he's different. He's an alien. That's that's ridiculous. They even say like, oh, people in the past were afraid to write about him. What? But and also here's a bunch of writings about him. <laughs> Cave scribblings with Ghidorah in it. Yeah. So none of that makes much sense. So no. 
I would rather the Titans start rising mm-hmm. and maybe Dr. Emma Russell is doing things to assist that because she thinks that this is a good idea. Maybe she's yeah. she's sabotaging the efforts to return them to their places of origin. Okay. So once they've all come out and she's seemingly triumphed, she's like, yay, they're all out. We're going to reset the planet. Here mm-hmm. comes the curveball. Here comes King Ghidorah. He has been attracted by all of these titans that are now all across this planet. He's the curveball, the thing that she could never have foreseen. Mm-hmm. And now there's this truly destructive force. Instead of it being like a Thanos-ish 50% reset, (laughs) it's going to be a 100% reset. And now they're all screwed. Yeah. Now they need Godzilla to help in any way that he can. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I love updating the analogy of this character and the stories. And they didn't have any real explanation for how they knew Ghidorah was not from this planet, except for they just said it several times. And so that was enough. And so seeing him like straight up like come out of space and land and then take the movie sideways would be much better. I love it. Cool. Any Anything that revolves around explanation in this movie seems like it came from like a, a fifth or sixth or tenth rewrite. You know, like they were just <laughs> and all their sources were like Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. And like like how how are we going to how are we going to make this make a little more sense sort of within the world in the movie's world while also fitting in another character to deliver this information? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's basically was the goal of every little plot point. I just think, you know, global warming causing all of these animals to pop out of their little hidey holes. <laughs> that's what I want. Would have been good. Yeah. Thanks, David Rosen of Piecing It. Together, pod. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Rate, review, and subscribe. Subtle plug. Lady One, why don't you give us your next fix? Okay. So I legitimately teared up at the moment when they reveal Dr. Ling is the twin of Dr. Chen. Aww. I gasped in the theater. I feel like I was the only person who was like, oh my yeah. gosh. And then when they show the photos and she's like, no, I'm third generation monarch scientist. I was just so giddy that they like had the callback of the twins with Mothra. Yeah, that was good. But Mothra is the queen of the monsters and she should have been given her due opposite Godzilla as the king. And instead she just kind of is like pops out when she's ready in a scene I've seen in the trailer a million times. And it didn't even have the excitement that it had in the trailer with the Claire de Lune playing over it. It just sort of happened. And there wasn't really enough buildup for me. You just described the whole movie. (laughs) The trailer was better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the trailer was beautiful. It (laughs) was a killer trailer. (sighs) It's okay. So what I wanted was for them to be monitoring all of these monsters that haven't emerged yet. And Mothra is still just chilling out, cocooning, not coming out yet. And nobody really knows why. And then we can have our first team with Dr. Chen get to the site where they are with Mothra. And she can reunite with her sister, Dr. Ling. And we can have them sing the song that the twins would like sing with one. Mothra. And maybe they can be like, remember that song that grandma taught us? Oh. And they could sing the song. Maybe to them, it was just stories from their, yeah. their great-grandma, you know, like about them having to sing mm-hmm. to to bring... Mo- Maybe they sing and then Mothra just like the cocoon ruptures or something like that. That would have been really cool. Yeah, especially if they have, have doubt and then they like remember grandma's stories. Mm-hmm. 
realistically, if they're third generation monarch scientists, from what we know, nothing happened for the second generation monarch yeah. scientists. Yeah. Like it hasn't been around. Like their grandma, she did stuff, but what did their mom do? And maybe grandma was so long ago that there wasn't right. really any like video. There right. Was, like there's no video footage of it. It was just like stories. Yeah. yeah. I got to admit, I had to get up to pee at one point, and I think I missed this part. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about, and I just saw it an hour ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Mothra emerges from the waterfall, uh-huh. and then Mothra helps them track down half-dead Godzilla. I was, go- I was gone for like 40 seconds. <laughs> How did I miss this? What's happening? The reveal that, that Dr. Ling is the twin, they don't give it enough time. For that to be understood. And they yeah. never bring them together for anyone who's not totally paying attention to be like, oh, that's a different character. Because it's the same actress. Yeah. Mm. But without them reuniting, and if you don't know that Mothra is always accompanied by twins, you don't know that that was a reveal. Like, you kind of see the setup with Joe Morton in that scene where he's like, Dr. Ling? And you see just from the back of her head, and then they reveal. Yeah. But honestly, if you're not super focused, and who could be during this movie? <laughs> you miss that. <laughs> They whiffed on a moment. They do. And All right, David, how about your next fix? All right, so my next fix is just overall in many different ways, I wish there was less water in this movie. <laughs> um, I, I think way too many of the fights and, and monster stuff God, happens within yes. water, which really kind of, you know, makes it hard to tell what the hell is yep. happening. Mm-hmm. If it's not in water, it's raining, yep. and then it's hard to tell what's happening. Uh, it's just the water is constantly covering what, you know, would make for some really great action yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Yeah, it, whether it's coming from above or they're just in it, it's just it's constantly <laughs> covering them. It also doesn't yeah. really uh, it doesn't really seem to make much sense a lot of the times. Like like when they were in Boston and like Godzilla's smashing his way through water, and it's like like how far in are they that it's like completely just flooded? <laughs> like it, it's up to his like knees with water. Yeah, the decision to make King Ghidorah always in the middle of essentially a hurricane. Yeah, yeah really messes things up yeah you can't see anything no it's a strange uh strange choice i mean i have to assume it's mostly to make the effects easier to do probably i mean yeah. i i can't imagine that they thought like although then again i mean a lot of the fights you do want the rain it just you know amps up the whole dramatic you know mm-hmm. monster stuff but i mean they I, they just went overboard it's yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah also if he's always arriving in a spinning hurricane how come Ghidorah isn't dizzy as shit? <laughs> That's why his heads are all biting each other. They're dizzy. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> JC, what's your last fix? I'm going to take a bit of that same quote by Shogo Tomiyama. Ooh. He also says that Godzilla lacks moral agency and cannot be held to human standards of good and evil. Mm-hmm. So it seems like in this movie, Godzilla is almost always kind of a good guy. Yeah. But I didn't like that very much. I want him to be this titan, no good and evil thoughts, no notion of it type of creature. So I wanted him to be kind of a bad guy at first, thrashing, crushing things. Humans don't mean anything to him Mm -hmm. until I want them to make an uneasy truce. 
The oxygen bomb is actually taken straight from the original Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's how they kill Godzilla at the end, with an oxygen bomb that, that wipes all the oxygen out from the, the ocean, from the water, mm-hmm. uh, and it kills him. This movie, Godzilla is killed by an oxygen bomb, revived by a nuke. <laughs> That's like ODing on heroin and then getting hit with a shot of adrenaline. Like, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, he's like, what the heck? This dude's having a day. Like... <laughs> He did look pretty strung out during the final fight. Then he's like yeah. so supercharged that he's going to blow up and he's got Mothra dust on him. This dude, angel dust, like this dude is, <laughs> this dude is angel like dust. on a binge. Like he's up, down, up, down, up, down. Oh my God. What a weekend. What a weekend. <laughs> is this guy in Motley Crue? Like what the heck's going on? <laughs> so, so I would have thrown out a lot of that stuff, a lot of the up, down, up, down. So yeah. Why can't Godzilla just be thrashing, fighting things, accidentally killing human human beings? Sure. And it's not until he's actually defeated by Ghidorah. He gets straight up beat to an ounce of his death by Ghidorah, burned by his Ooh. fire, beat down, and then he he falls to the ocean floor and retreats to his lair all beat up, right? Then it's the humans that show up, give him the nuke bomb recharge, and that's when he's like hmm, okay, humans, you're off the hook for now. Thanks for the hit. Thanks for the hit. (laughs) (laughs) He gets his energy jolt, and he's like, okay, we have an uneasy truce. And then he shows up, and he's on the human side. He's not just fighting Ghidorah for him anymore. He's fighting Ghidorah, and he's also got some human allies helping him in the fight. Yeah. And I thought that would that would be better. And then, you know, at the end, you know, somebody can even say some line like, uh, he's our friend or something. And somebody's like, for now. Okay, so without further ado, I guess we should consider this movie, Scream Does anybody have a final thought? Do you have one, Lady One? Yeah, my final thought is basically just, if you want to see a good movie, go see Booksmart. And if you want to see a big dumb movie, go see Godzilla King of the Monsters. Because I did both this week and I enjoyed both for very different reasons. Booksmart was was good. I actually reviewed it. Whoa. Is it up on filmdocinema.com? It is on filmdocinema.com. Wow. Is that where you can find reviews from some of your favorite hosts of Screen Fix Pod? It sure is. Well, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a final thought, David? This was in the right direction of of making a better Godzilla movie. Uh, it, it is just a big, dumb movie, and it's not mm-hmm. that great, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that it was something that I could at least enjoy. Yeah. Awesome. Final thought, JC? I have two. One of them is none of these Godzillas will ever have a better tagline than 1998. <laughs> what was that? Size does matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing is there was that whole scene with Fenway Park mm-hmm. and I tried to figure out if that was loud enough to draw all of these creatures away, especially when there was like a hurricane and rain and And weren't they in flooding Mexico and... for a while? That's far. <laughs> I know, it's way it's far. So far. I, I actually looked up the, the loudest sound ever made. Oh. First, first of all, the loudest animal on the whole planet is a whale. An orca? But the loudest sound historically ever reported with mm-hmm. it was 180 decibels, and that was the volcanic explosion of Krakatoa in 1883. Oh. 
you know, which could still be heard clearly from Perth, Australia, which is pretty far. Okay. So for some reason, something tells me that the PA system at Fenway <laughs> is not one of the largest volcanic eruptions in human history. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty sure. It's almost as if all the scenes with Millie Bobby Brown didn't need to be in the movie. Oh. <laughs> they just needed her to serve one purpose, to steal the orca. That's, That's it. it. So ridiculous. <laughs> She's doing some pretty... Stranger things in this movie that don't make sense. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you too, E two, David. <laughs> Send us home, Lady Wan. So you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Libsyn, and Spotify. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you're enjoying the show. Uh, maybe consider telling a friend to listen. We would appreciate that. You can also reach us here at the show by sending an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at screenfixpod, on Twitter at screenfixpod and also we have a Facebook page for Screenfix Podcast and uh, you can comment on our posts. Um, our last episode that we posted was John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum and I think we have uh, some comments on that. JC? We have a bunch. We have a lot of comments from both our Pokemon episode and Ooh. our John Wick episode. Luis Alberto Placencia says... Pokemon is better than the new X-Men, question mark? Ooh. I think that movie is going to be better than the new X-Men movie, Oh, <laughs> actually. I mean, the new X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix, was pushed back multiple times and yeah. also had bad test screenings, so that should tell you all you need to know about that. Dusty Lee Miller said that the Pokemon were fine, the human characters were kind of boring, but Ryan Reynolds ultimately is what I think saves this movie. We say exactly that in the podcast, so we 100% Oops. agree with Dusty there. Uh, let me read some from John Wick. Cecil Harmon says, awesome. Love the movie. Uh, so did me and Kool-Aid. Lady Wan, not so much. You do not agree with Cecil here. It wasn't made for me. <laughs> That's okay, though. And Dusty Lee Miller, who loves commenting, uh, the main <laughs> villain could have been more serious than he actually was because he acted like a fan one minute and then wanted to kill him the next. That's very funny because that's Kool-Aid's fix. And the actor Zero was from Top Chef, and he's pretty goofy on Top <laughs> Chef. So I just don't think he could not be goofy. You know, if you enjoy the show, like those people posting comments, uh, you can donate to the show on Patreon. We have a Patreon account where we've got different tiers, and we will be posting a Patreon patron-only movie commentary of the original Iron Man, Iron Man from 2008. We have a commentary. You can pop it on, and you can sit and literally watch a movie with Screen Fix commentary the whole way through. Look for that on Patreon, and... You know, donate to the show. We have dreams of keeping the podcast going forever and also opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting and all kinds of film events. We also want to thank David Rosen from the Piecing It Together podcast. David Rosen, uh, where can we find the podcast? Where can we find you online? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you can find Piecing It Together on all the major podcast apps out there and uh, on social media at PiecingPod. And also uh, join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces find that on Ooh. facebook and we talk about all these movies and all that kind of stuff it's a fun group lady ones in there yeah i am <laughs> come hang out <laughs> <laughs> awesome and just uh thank you again david you've been an awesome guest we yes. really appreciate uh, it I'm, I'm glad uh glad to be here and hope to have you guys on on piecing it together sometime great yeah. and you had lady one on your end game episode check out she was lady one on the piecing it together podcast the end game episode all right, so why don't we leave everybody with your best attempt 
at a Godzilla scream. Here we go. All right. Here is my Godzilla. That's <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. No? That's terrible. All right, Lady One, go. It was solid. Okay. <laughs> David, do you want to give it a shot, or is this way too embarrassing? I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Here we go. Let me just warm yes. up here. Uh... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like the extended. That was good. That was the best one. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That was we, so good. We bow down. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right. Amazing. So stay tuned next time. We will be fixing X-Men Dark Phoenix. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. You know what I can do? That, I can, I, that's like Bobcat Gulfway. It was terrible. But you know what I'm really good at? Baby Godzilla. And he goes, wah, wah. Promise. <laughs> <laughs>